Thanks very much. Um, so I guess many of you have heard about Marmalade Lane and some of you may have actually visited us. Um, so I'm going to be here as a speaker as a resident. I also work at the property industry. I'm a sustainability consultant for JLL. Um, but that is not my role here today. But it has in some ways inspired the view I'm going to take on what Marmalade Lane is really like. So um, just to get started, co-housing, it's a different kind of housing development, um, <clears throat> which many of you will be familiar with. It's community-led development, and the built design follows principles that are intended to foster social interaction and neighborliness. And as you can see from the diagram here, which is just sort of a sketch what a typical um, co-housing design might look like, there's usually um, shared green space. So, sorry. Um, shared green space, cars are pulled out to the periphery um, to make a car-free area that's safe for children and all people to be in. Um, and also there's a common house which um, houses a common kitchen, a um, dining area. Shared meals are a big part of co-housing. Um, and it might have other amenities such as guest bedrooms or a playroom, uh, community workshop. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the experience of living at co-housing. Um, what it's like to live there. So the first thing that people probably talk about is, woohoo, Marmalade Lane, there's this beautiful shared street. You know, it's interactive, we have parties there, um, we have games there. You can see my son who actually bought these football nets for the community <laughs> with his allowance he'd saved up for a year. Um, and he's in the Manchester City kit right there. Um, oh, you can't, you yeah. know, up there. Um, and. <clears throat> They get used a ton. Oops, this is very, very sensitive. Um, <laughs> you can also see um, one of our members preparing a shared meal. Um, and you can see some other members um, just hanging out in the common house, um, getting their instruments out, and having an informal jam session. So fun's a really big part of life. It's part of what draws us together. It's part of what helps us through the difficult times in any relationship. You remember the good times, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna get through the difficult times with this person. And it's the same thing in community. So it's a really important thing to build in those social spaces and to build in those um, informal touch points. Um, but there's a lot more to co-housing, and that's what I wanna talk about. So um, one of the really amazing things about co-housing is that it creates trust. It's a long-term community of people who have some shared values that have been developed through the community-led development process. Um, often it's around sustainability, it might be around social justice, it might be around affordability, but there's a sense there of wanting to, oops, set it down, um, wanting to make a difference in the world. And different people have different passions, and I think we can all agree we're very busy, <laughs> and we haven't got time to pursue all of our passions. But if somebody that you trust, that you live near, that you know, you see on a regular basis says, hey, it seems like other people want to do this and I'm willing to take the hit, I'm willing to do the organizing, will other people come with me and join in? Then yes, you do. So I've just thrown a few examples up here um, from the last nine months. One is Macmillan Coffee Morning. I saw signs coming into uh, Millennium Point. Obviously, lots of people are doing that as well. Um, you can see a whole bunch of ladies up there doing yoga. So I actually organized the yoga and Pilates classes. Uh, we have 15 current users. Um, we have three classes a week, and the classes are organized so that they're more affordable than anything you can access locally. There's no profit, because it's all my donated time. But I organize the instructors, I manage everything, I have a separate bank account to take payments and cards. 
And of course it's trust-based because I could skedaddle with that cash, but I'm not going to, and I am going to make sure that the classes get delivered. There's, at my count, 10 community art projects on the site after just uh, nine months of being there. Um, there are some really amazing creative people. We have a beautiful mandala koi that's been done um, on Marmalade Lane, uh, which the children get to chalk in, and that was just donated by one of our members who does that sort of thing. And there's lots of beautiful installations like the suns that you can see, and every single sun has been done by somebody different. So it's all ages, and when you walk by, you can see, oh yeah, there's so-and-sos, there's so-and-sos. And those just continue to grow, and I actually have um, funding allocated in our service charge to support that. Not a lot of money, just a little bit of money. <laughs> um, and then at the bottom you can see this beautiful biodiverse wild heart um, that we've decided to keep rather than to clear out all of the brambles and thicket that were developed around the protected oak trees in the middle of the center. Um, and there is a long-term consensus process around how we use the site, but keeping that space is definitely part of it. Um, and you can also see one of my neighbors who's really passionate about birds um, helping one of our little ones to spread bird feed. And again, we've allocated money to some bird food um, and also did crowdfunding to support that passion because we all love the bird song, we all love the biodiversity. Um, you can see a groaning table of um, bulk food order, um, food and dry supplies. Again, that's somebody who just volunteered to organize bulk food orders, a very complicated spreadsheet, <laughs> takes a lot of his time. Um, everybody who wants to can order and then split up and divvy up. We get scales out, we have a bartering session about who's gonna get which units each time. We've done four bulk food orders so far. Um, the last one was for over 2,600 pounds. Um, and that's cutting down on waste, it's cutting down um, on packaging, and it's also making food available at a more affordable price for people who live there. And then um, a picture you've probably seen before, which um, shows some of the solar panels. Those actually weren't installed when we moved in. Um, they were cited to be um, solar panel ready. Um, and when we moved in, the feed-in tariff was about to close in April 2019. We moved in in December 2018, um, and most of us were just like, oh, just deal with it later. But you know, once the funding's gone, it's less like, we're less likely to get over that hump. Um, and so there was one person who was just super, super keen and really wanted as much solar on site as possible. And again, he stood up, he said, I will, I will organize it. I will find the provider. I will get quotes. I will do the research. I will get us a group discount. All you have to do is sign on the bottom line if that's what you want to do. He got seven households, including ours, to install 40 solar panels. Um, and I think, I think that trust and that passion and that excitement and those shared values are really important to make those differences that really add something to the community and to people's lives. Um, working together and supporting each other. So again, fun, passion, but also work. Um, and again, that's just part of life. And through work, you also come to be more connected to each other, you reduce the costs of daily life. Um, you can see one of my neighbors, Francis, out there with the weed whacker. There's a lot of gardening. There is so much gardening. If anybody wants social prescribing for gardening, please, please see me later. Um, and then <laughs> you can see another neighbor um, who is doing the beautiful um, decorations on our door, which she touches up on a regular basis because we have a lot of fingers, a lot of little children with smeary fingers. And you can actually see my neighbor um, installing a awning uh, so to protect from solar gain on my window. And that's because I had an injury over the summer, which meant I couldn't climb ladders. And he just said, okay, I'll come over and install it for you, no problem. And that's 
One teeny example I had a photo of, of the way that people are constantly supporting each other. Um, and I'll just move on from there because I'm afraid the little buzzer's going to ding. Okay. Um, but I also wanted to emphasize that it's not just about the internal connections, the internal passion, the internal support. It's also about the difference in the wider world. And all of us want to make that difference in the wider world. And again, as a group, we have much more capacity to do so. Again, I'm limiting myself on examples here. But from the top, top right for you, top left. Um, there's a rubbish ramble that we organize every month for the whole community. Um, we get, you can see there's about 10 bags, but the minimum is two bags per month. Um, we have professional pickers and bags, and um, we put signs up to invite people from the local community, and we do a big area, not just our site. Um, you can see at the bottom the electric car that uh, 10 of us went in together to purchase in July, um, in which we are now using through an internal car club scheme. Um, to reduce carbon emissions. Uh, several households, three so far, have sold their cars. Um, a couple didn't, already didn't have cars, and there are several other people on site considering whether or not they can sell their cars. There's also plans to get an electric cargo bike community sharing scheme off the ground in January. Um, you can also see a Spike the Hedgehog. Um, that's from a wildlife day that we um, hosted part of at Community Lane for Orchard Park, uh, and part of that was a community art project creating um, a hedgehog for um, from plastic rubbish. We also had some other activities on site. And then I wanted to finish because it was very topical with three of our children um, uh, from the big climate strike on Friday. Um, I think that is just really emblematic of the difference uh, you can make to children as well, showing them that this is the way that you can operate in the world that you know to extend the people friendliness outside of just your own environs and really make a difference in the wider world. <laughs> Thanks, Laura.